to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot see Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Ray. This is the Fans Forum and it's good evening to Kev who's all the way across in Atlanta George who's in the tune, <laughs> Barry and Darren yeah. uh, Good evening, lads. Good to see you. And uh, as always, we've got an hour to talk about Newcastle United and uh, uh, look back at the game, of course, yesterday is where we're going to start. And uh, the good news filtering through, I've, I've got, I've got a, a shout this afternoon um, about this and Craig Hope has, has now confirmed what I'd heard, that uh, the scan results on Bruno's ankle injury are positive. Uh, we're looking at a week or weeks out. So that's great news, Kevin, uh, after yesterday, because I've got to be honest, the pictures that were... Um, beamed across the world after that match weren't good. Br- Bruno and Tears left the ground on crutches with a protective boot on, and uh, you know we were well, thinking he sees him as over as probably he was. Um, but but ultimately, um, it sounds like it's better news. Obviously, there'll be more results to come over the next day or two, and we'll probably get a clearer picture and some yeah. kind of official announcement from the club. But at the moment, that's great news and puts a smile on my faces again. Yeah, it broke my heart when I seen Bruno crying yesterday when he was going off at half time. I thought, you know, that he thought his season was over, in my opinion, you know, as not we all did. But, you know, after like, speaking off, uh, of camera, basically, we I, I've done the same injury multiple times, and you just never know until, when, until swelling goes down and when scans come through and analysis takes place. But, the t- well, basically, here a few minutes ago, that he's. Um, Good to go or within two weeks. Look, just wrapping up cotton wool and getting back on grass as soon as we possibly can. And again, like we said, I think it's a and now we need if he would miss this start, miss the rest of the season to bring something in, bring somebody else in. So, you know, whatever that looks like. But it's it's fantastic news to be fair. What did he make of the game yesterday, Kevin? <sighs> like I banged on I'll bang on this drum again, Steve. Um it's final third. Um, defensively, I thought we were strong. I thought midfield, you know, we broke early in the first period of the game. But again, it's the it, the quality of the finish, the final pass. Even Eddie Howe said it, it, it in the in his post match to where we'll get in beyond, we'll we'll break the line, we'll do whatever we need to do. But again, it's that final pass, it's that finish. It's it, it's a, I, I don't know what it is. If it's confidence, I don't know what if I I, I just can't put my uh, finger on it at this point. But I think it's just. You know, goal scoring obviously where you win games. So, and that's lacking. And love Callum Wilson, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest. I think it's just, again, the final third element is uh, pretty much driving me up the wall. <laughs> okay, George. When we're off screen, you were uh, you were slightly frustrated, weren't you, yesterday when you saw uh, when you saw Bruno limping around that pitch? Yes, I, 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 I was Steve, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, Eddie Howe said uh, uh, when he talked about it how he'd wanted to run it off. Well, I'm afraid if if it was that bad, Eddie Howe should have took him off straight away. He shouldn't have ran for another nearly another twenty minutes on a bad leg. Uh, goodness knows what damage he could have done if, if he did. And I think uh, yes, he's enthusiastic, but he's got to be protected as well. And I, I would have been happier if. Uh, if the coaches, Eddie Howe and, and the rest of the coaches had said, hey, you're not running anything off. Let's have a look at this. Come off and let's let's have a look at it. Um, but that that's my just my way of looking at things. Um, the other side of it is, is that I was quite pleased after the half time how well um, Longstaff fitted in in that role. Um, you know, it, I, I thought he would uh, that Bruno would have been a bigger miss than he was. But I thought Sean Longstaff did very well uh, slotting in there and, uh, with with the other uh, midfielders that tried to um, get around it. And then uh, after that, it was it was a a frustrating kind of match. It was it was one of those matches where um, three points was what was important, <laughs> not not how we played, well, all that sort of thing. I mean, it is the old uh, adage that. Uh, whether you play well, clean or dirty, doesn't matter as long as you get the three points. Well, I think uh, later in the season we'll be glad of those three points because Fulham are going to frustrate a lot of people if they play like that. Um, there's no doubt about that. And uh, 
I I think we uh, they were a, that was a good three points against a, a very determined and a very awkward Fulham side. Um, the other frustrating thing is that uh, here we are again. It's at James's Park, and what's the biggest talking point? VAR penalties. I mean, you know, and the name Mike Dean pops up again. You know, goodness gracious, how, what's that guy got against Newcastle United? And he, he, even then, he didn't he didn't get the penalty calls right as it was shown uh, on match of the day and other platform or other stations that uh, got the, got the two penalties decisions totally wrong. Um, but it you know um, the the the, um, the referees that are operating this system are doing their best to get rid of it because uh, I I think that used properly it's it's good it'll help and all the rest of it, but used in that way as it was on Saturday so frustratingly I, I would I'm getting sick of it you know I don't I'd, I'd rather talk about the game and what's happening than than what some silly sod sitting in a room and 300 miles away is thinking about you know um so yeah they um they're doing the best to, to um, make a, a good system a bad system we're the only only country that's struggling by the sound of it um so you know um but an important three points because I think on another day we we would have been stuck with a nil nil, no doubt about it. Kevin's right that that, that was headed for for nil nil all all the way, and yet they they managed to pull it out the bag, and uh, we we'll be thankful for that later in the season. So um, yeah, good good win, good win. Gail Thompson says to you, George, uh, I always said it. Longstaff is a ten. <laughs> Well, he he certainly fit fitted in. I, I, you you have a look at the match again. Um, Bruno was a, a miss, obviously, but not as much of a miss as I thought he would be because uh, uh, Sean Long, Longstaff fitted in, and I, I uh, carefully watched Shearer's analysis of Longstaff on match of the day, and I agree with every word that the important thing about Sean is um, every motion he makes is forward, is positive. We've had lots of midfielders who, who, who were told were stars and good players. And uh, uh, Scott Parker used to go in circles, sideways, backwards, anyway, but bloody forwards. But Sean Longstaff, every ball is forward, and I think that's important. Yeah, he just needs to to improve on his shooting, and once he gets yes. his shooting right, Abs- absolutely. We've probably Absolutely. got one of the best midfielders, uh, English midfielders in the in the Premier League, yeah. and, and that will yeah. show you why Manchester United try to prise him away from us. Pre Steve Bruce Barry, good evening, mate. Uh, your, yeah, your, yeah, good mate. Your assessment on the uh, on the Fulham win? I mean, important three points, clean sheet. Um, wasn't the prettiest of games, but uh, an- another win. It, it was. I mean, can I just say what an honour it is to be on with George as well? Oh, I didn't. I didn't expect that, and I've sent so many questions into you. And <laughs> yeah, and I love. I read as much as I can in Newcastle's history, and I'm not. I'm not saying this derogatory to you, but into the into the past games, and obviously prior to, to my first game, and the number of times you were either there, you know, a personal story from it, you know, somebody who was in amongst it, or it's just. To me, I, I put in the comments on Friday, Steve, I think it got missed. George, to me, is Mr. Newcastle. Because yeah, there's, so there's so much stuff comes from him. It's just, I love it. I could watch, I could watch your two shows all day, George. It's just, well, that's very, that's very incredible. kind, Barry. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I'm just is. keeping George busy. Yeah. <laughs> I like George as well, but at this moment in time, I want to keep him busy. So um, we're, we're missing Jordy's here. Jordy's there this week. So I wanted to get him on tonight. I can was, I just, Steve, I, sorry, um, can I take the opportunity to, to talk to everybody in the platform and say the messages of condolences about my Marjorie and all the rest of it, I, I have appreciated it. And it, it is important. I have to tell you, it, it is important. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant, George. All right, Barry. I didn't, I didn't see the match live. I was stuck at work. Um trying desperately to get somebody to stick it on the radio or be able to listen to it, which was an absolute nightmare because I thought this is not as going to be as easy as as you would have thought a while ago. Fulham have really picked up and the, I, I thought they're going to come up and have a go. Um, heard the Bruno injury and I was just sat at my desk at work with me, head in my hands and people could say, what the hell's the matter with you? What's, what's wrong with your face? And I'm saying, Bruno's injured. 
this could be like long term, you know what I mean? How weird it's like out of the whole team, apart from maybe Trippier or Botman, he's he's the one player you don't want to get injured. And unfortunately, the style that he plays and the way that he plays, I'm surprised people haven't had a Gordon before. You know, some of the teams will go for your star players and try and, as yeah. George would probably agree in the past, nobble them a little bit, yeah. um, take them out the game. And I'm surprised without Bruno, we just don't have that creativity. We're, go we're getting better and better going forward, but it's short, sharp passes backwards and forwards. Bruno's got the ability to just flip the ball between his legs, leave somebody completely for dead. That Brazilian skill to it. And I just hope he's he's taught Joe Linton enough to sort of take over. So, Steve, does that mean he's missing for the two cup matches? Well, it could be. I mean, look, it's it's very, very, very early days today. Um, the heads up I got slightly earlier than, than Craig, it has to be said, but I wouldn't dare put anything out on social media um until it was confirmed by the club. But you know, Craig's a journalist, he he can do that. But yeah, my indication was that um it you know it wasn't as bad as first thought. And you know, they're looking at potentially a week a week to to two weeks, but you know they're, they're going to need to double check and 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 check things. I, I guess you know they're going to need the full results of the scan before they make a, an accurate assessment. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical man, yeah. um, and I'm not in the know. I just you know have people who who tend to come with very good information. And yeah, let's wait and see. But the good news is that they're not saying it's a cracked bone and he's going to be out for six months because if that was the case, Bruno's season would be over. So. You know, we have to we have to look at the possibility that we're going to be and looking at the way Eddie Howe deals with other players that we're going to be without you know Bruno for you know for the semi final and that is a big blow. Um, I mean, why don't they go down the same route, Barry? Maybe as we did last season when we're in relegation trouble. We bought Chris Wood and weekend Burnley. So let's let's go let's go and buy Ward Prowse from Southampton just before the semis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only positive I had after obviously the result, considering everything that's happened. I met two or three uh Toon fans coming home on the bus from work, and I was saying, Come on, then explain the penalty to us what the hell was going on. And they were just like sitting, shaking their heads, saying, You know, one minute you could work it out, the next minute you couldn't. He hit the ball twice. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. And I says, I'm glad I wasn't watching it because I would have been demented. And I says, The only good thing now with our club, they're not daft. Fingers crossed, they'll go and buy a midfielder to cover a create. I'm not saying the midfielder because we've still got them, but a creative midfielder. This might yeah. be the push that they need to go out and get somebody. The just the question is whether they were they were ready for it. I mean, listening to Eddie's um, press conference, Steve. Obviously, you guys try and fill in some of the blanks on the Friday show about transfers and who we're going to buy. How didn't make it sound like much of a priority. You know, he, he said, oh, we're, we're in there, we're looking at people, but I'm not expecting anybody soon sort of thing. And you just thought, ah, right, OK. Is, this, is it going to be the last week of this uh, well, transfer? It, Hopefully it, now it's not. You just, there's a reason to get out there and do something. Is, isn't that what he did earlier in the year? And a couple of days later, we're saying... Isaac. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, no, just... we're not. We're not. There's nobody in the thing. And then Isaac was on the plate. <laughs> the bloody dog so... wants to be in. Sorry, Steve. I know where he's mate. Okay. <laughs> Darren, over to you, mate. And uh, just with you know the the game yesterday, first and foremost, you know your take on it and any any comments. Um, well, I was shocked that Jolin was done. Personally, I think he he made a big call there, but. We can go in many ways. People say he should be playing, people say he should be dropped, but he made the call by playing him. So, respect for Eddie Howe making the big call, but it's one of them things. But, um, losing Bruno, you're like, oh no, I can't agree with I do agree with George 100%. He'd done his ankle and you could see he was running, he was limping. He could have made it much more worse, he could have been out longer. So, Eddie Howe should have come up a pitch then. Um, second half, come on. Sean Longs have had an okay, good game. And I, I, I hate to see it, ESM done nothing wrong at all in the second half. He passed the ball, grafted and worked hard. So that was a good, positive sign to see. Um, but I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be another nil-nil draw, but we had enough in it. The crowd was making noise and we done good to get the 1-0 get the one, one win. So I was really happy. So... I was buzzing about that. 
Yeah, I mean, me too. Um, and, and, and the tribute to Eddie Howe before the game as well, Darren, was, was superb, wasn't it? I mean, you were there. You'll have seen the, you'll have seen the same as me. But the, uh, you know, the war flags display once again was, was just superb, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That's like, that's something personal. I hope Eddie, that'll like, Eddie will love that sort of stuff. The crowd, it shows you that, it shows the joy love. All the joy fans love Eddie for what he's done with the club and, and what he, how he's turned his club around it. Stevie, you were there. You could, back in back about a year ago, you, you could see a load of empty seats. Now you're looking to see one. It's just, it, it's amazing turnaround. Yeah, it is, mate. It is, and um, yeah, Eddie Howe commented on that. He said it was a nice surprise. I don't think he expected to, you know, to see that. And um, you know, War Flags managed to keep it quiet and, and keep it away from him. So uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, the big thing for me yesterday, uh, coming back to you, Kev, is um, just the. The, the, the first time that we've seen Isaac and Callum Wilson on the same pitch together. And, of course, it led to a goal. And over the years, I mean, George and I have talked about it on Those Were The Days, um, you know, over the you know over the last uh, couple of months about partnerships, you know, and uh, there's been some great partnerships over the years. I mean, we've in recent times, you know, we've seen Demba Barr and Cissé, we've seen um, Peter Beardsley and, and, and Andy Cole, of course, Alan Shearer and Les Ferdinand. You know, but now we've got Isaac and Wilson, Kev. So I know it's not a it's not a massive amount of time to see them play, but we did get the winning goal from that. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Did you see signs there, Kev, of potentially? I did I because the, like as we've said, Isaac's a different type of player to Wilson. Wilson's a back to goal. Um, Isaac's a, uh, run onto the ball like a ten type of deal. Um, and it was weird. I was trying to pick up where Isaac was actually playing because he dropped off when we didn't have the ball to make that middle to make it a maybe a five and leave Wilson up on his own or as a three as a point of a diamond like a four two three one. Who knows? I I was trying to figure it out myself, and I was you know not scratching on a notepad, but at the same time it was like where's he actually? He just seemed to float around Wilson, and it, it seemed like the cause. Fulham a lot of problems defensively because we got the ball wide and we were trying to play balls in the area with two relatively big target men. I mean, granted, we come from the goal, you know, that was a, a great ball by Longstaff into Wilson and, you know, we've got a bit of luck with the ricochet then, but, you know, there's two target men. So, it, again, it's a nice option to have, like, you know, Dorna said, one the, and the Migos have said, it's nice options to have. You know, we're two up front. I've always known as a two up front. You know, we're coaching world. You move into four three three. You move into four two three one with different variants of and whatever you fancy. But I, I thought it was just nice to see them maybe complement each other because Wilson can hold it up. There's running off of Isaac and he's got pace. You know, you got then you got Maxi, then you got Mickey on the other side, or Murphy on the other side. So then you got four going forward. So it's like a four two four essentially when we hit when we've got the ball going forward. So it, it's it's nice. It's it's different. And um yeah, I'm just glad for the lad to get a goal after a long period of time out after missing sitters at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, essentially. Um it's just nice to score from the yard. But again it's it, it, again it's it, it just puts into my, my other teams' minds or oh, well we can. They can go four four two. They can do go four two three one. We can. There's multiple variations of what we can play rather than just a straight up four three three, which is now becoming I see see from yesterday uh, the following game quite predictable. We try to play exactly the same way. Bruno was trying to play that ball over the top of Miggy and it got cut out. They were doubling up. They were. They figured us out a little bit. Obviously, since they played us, but now with the introduction of Isaac. It's, uh, yeah, it's just putting the cat amongst the pigeons, as they say, and just making us a little bit different and making us, you know, stronger ultimately at the top end of the pitch. But I was, yeah, I was impressed with it. You know, we'll see how that, um, how that uh, rides out and let's see what uh, flourishes from it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it, George, that, um, you know, Isaac's now, you know, fully fit. It gives us that opportunity to change. And, and Kev's saying that the 4-3-3 yeah. potentially is, has been found out. I mentioned yesterday um, to, to John uh, when we were coming back from the match about, you know, getting, you know, Almiron getting double... Double mark yeah. now, you know yeah. it's it, it. You know, he, you know, he's, he's not scoring the goals he was pre World Cup, but you know, obviously people have had time to look at things and say, yeah. you know, look, ultimately we need to change. You know, we, we need to change. You know, our our tactics against Newcastle. It's going to happen. So Newcastle do need a plan B. 
Well, they do, but uh, remember, if they're putting two men on on uh, on Miggy, that leaves a lot of freedom for somebody else. Uh, so it, we can make capital. I hope we can make capital of that. The fact that they're uh, double Mark and Miggy, that, that somebody else has got a lot of, lot of freedom. Uh, the issue of, of of having two strikers is is historically at Newcastle. We always seem to have had them. Um, uh, my favourite pair happened to be, you know, Steve in the fifties were. Uh, Milburn and Rob Lido. Yeah. And and Milburn was through the middle, pace, frightened everybody to death with pace, and Rob Lido floated about the whole uh, front line. And uh, in the 51 season, yeah, uh, Rob, Le- Rob Lido got 38 goals in Milburn 29. Could mm. you imagine what that would be like at the moment? It would be absolutely incredible. Uh, but but they, they fed off each other, and, and, uh, and, and it seems as though it's something that's been almost traditional with Newcastle right up to the present time. So um, if they can work that sort of magic, that would that would be fantastic. And and I have to say, I think uh, uh, I think Isaac enjoyed the freedom that not being the number nine gave him. He's not he's not a back to the, the wall uh, attacker in my frame my, my frame of mind. He's not a he's not a number nine that wants his back to the goal. He wants to be running onto the ball in a positive way, and I think that uh, that showed in in, in that uh, short spell with uh, alongside uh, Wilson, and I think uh, that could be a, um, an important feature in in the cup semis. You know, if 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 how if Bruno is out, and we have to think of as you say, Plan B, Steve. Maybe that's the Plan B that uh, Southampton and others haven't seen yet, and that's that's what we'll do. So, no, I I, I loved it the, the bit that there was of it, and. Uh, the fact that uh, A, Wilson was sharp enough to keep the ball in and he was sharp enough to be on the spot to head it into the goal. And that that, that speaks volumes. It, it suggests that they knew where each other was. And that, that's great. You know, that, that could only be good for the team. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, we finished Barry yesterday with um, Almiron, ESM, uh, Wilson and Isaac on the pitch. I mean, that's a hell of a formation and plenty of options with all of them firing on all cylinders, isn't it? I think as well with the with the speed the guys have got, you know, yeah. we've got such yeah. pace up front. I mean, Isaac is is blistering. He just looks he looks so leggy. He reminds us a little bit of a spear when he runs because you think he's just all legs, but he seems yeah. to have that that bonus with him that he can he, he can score the goals. He's he's I mean he's only been what was it three games now he's been back and just his confidence is going to hit sky high. Like And like George says, I think the Newcastle do are used to the two guys up front. I mean, all the way back in my time watching, there's, there's always been two centre-forwards, usually a big guy and a little guy. Um, yeah, yeah. That type of player. But I wouldn't want to class Wilson as the little guy, but you can imagine that sort of role sort of suiting him. But they, they just... It, it, it is. It's, it's the worry that, like you say, if the mark... Um, Oh, sorry, buddy. Who's this, Kev? Who's this? Well, wow. this is my uh, young Well, not young, and he's about to be thirteen. And days, and this is uh, Keegan. I wasn't born yesterday. Have a good yeah. birthday, man. Keegan. I'm just going to ask you, who do you support? Newcastle. Yes, good lad. Are you going to play for Newcastle one day? Yes, sir. Brilliant, mate. Good no. stuff. Excellent. Well, you have a good you have a good night tonight, mate. We'll have to get you on and get your views. It might be a little oh, I've got plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, mate. Brilliant stuff. Great stuff. Oh, Sorry, Barry. coming on the show. <laughs> exactly. We can now use that as an exclusive. We've had Keegan on the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, and I'll take the royalties from all of you that. Will, mate. You I'll will. take the, the views, <laughs> nice. it, um, the future in your castle there potentially. What Morgan you say? But, yeah, um, exactly. You just yeah. you you hope that I mean uh, obviously a lot of the success we've had. Miggy flying down one side, you know, Joe Linton, whoever on the left hand side. It's it's fingers crossed, Shoma, how that he's not just going to go that way. That he is going to try out other routes. Um, we've got we're building the squad slowly but surely to do that. It just like I say, my my concern if we do pick up any more injuries, touch wood that we don't. We we could do with a, at least a couple of extra players brought in, Steve, to just bolster the squad a little bit. I mean, reading this morning about the the stories about um, he got what's he called not uh, 
little Scottish guy, uh, little Scottish winger. Um, uh, what? Who, what Fraser. 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 Yeah, just desperate to be aware that he he wants this and he wants that, and he's he's not getting any insurances. And you think, well, if you, I think when you read between the lines for Howe's comments as well, it is going to be possibly a one in one out. You know, if he is going to bring somebody in, it's, well, it's going to be somebody possibly going first, isn't it? It, it? it must be history repeating itself for Eddie Howe, isn't it? Because that's, yes. fa- that's what he faced when he had Fraser at Bournemouth. That's why they fell out at Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, I'll so, snap somebody's hands off for eight million for him when he cost us now. Absolutely. If, if that's how absolutely. much he's worth. Yeah. Yeah, Darren, would you like to see uh, our partnership um up front uh Isaac and Wilson have started a poll off in the chat there 94% say yes at the moment 6% say no so the chat are very keen uh, I think it's a different it's a different sort of era now Steve the two up front is not many teams play the two up front yes could it work yes it could but I like I like the formation but what I will say we'll agree the chat it's becoming a bit too obvious how we're playing and a lot of teams have started figuring out how we'll play. Yeah. So needs, yeah, we needed to do something new or just a little tweak to change, just to change things up against teams. Um, like I said, it's like, do you, do, can you bring ESM on a little bit more, give him a chance, freshen things up? Because he can have what he, he done all right yesterday. It appears to be to say that, by, by the way. Yes, I'm playing good for the so four five. Would you play a four two three one then and play Isaac and behind Wilson with that? Yeah, probably, in, in yeah that's a good, that's a very, very good, very, very good call. Like that, I probably, yeah, I would. Like, say, you like play with Bruno, being, with Bruno being out and have long start pulling in and then uh, Isaac and behind Wilson or whichever way you want to, you know, you want to put in there. I mean, I'll you know, play, I'll, if, if long start. Bruno, I, I like Willick. I'm a big fan of Willick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Me I'm, too. I'm, Possibly kind, you know what I mean. It's one of them ones, yeah. Uh, because the formation, you, you have Willick in. Right. So I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Willick. The only thing about Willick, he needs, a, he needs to have that little bit more belief about himself, what he can do. Yeah. He gets the confidence he can do. He can drive forward. Mm. He's got the, he's got the huge potential to do it. I just think he needs, just needs to believe in himself a little bit more. Because I'm a big Willick fan, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like you know, the would, goals. Like goals. You know, I think goals would help with that. Like, just grab a couple here in the next whatever period of time just to enhance that, you know what I mean, yeah. the confidence. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably right there, man. You probably, if he could... Well, he's done it before. He's been scored eight goals eight games on, on, a, on a trot, you know what I mean? So, he has got... To, he knows... He, we all know he can do it. He just needs to have that little bit more belief because the level of Newcastle playing, I know, I think he, he can do it. But yeah. if you if you treat if you, see, if you play the the, the four two three one, who's you dropping Willing or you are you dropping Longstaff? You know that, that's yeah, yeah exactly. That's the bit you've got. Yeah, I just I just, I just threw it out there just I mean, to see you know. Not the good, it's a very good, very good thing. Like, see, I see, all seen he needs to tweak it. Can you play the two front? You, you probably could. Isaac and Wilson. Or Both. diamond in midfield, like a four-four-two with a diamond in midfield. You know, you know what I mean? There's a lot of variance to four-three-three. Uh, so it's still a four-three-three, but a lot of people call it four-two-three-one. Well, you, not, want, you want them to? You've got to drop. You've got to drop. Who do you decide? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you know Kenny Ranson says think, ESM, uh, ESM was still slow tracking back, and he also did his famous rolling around again. The crowd near me were shouting for him to get up. Go on, George. Um, I was going to say, I thought Darren made a good point when he's reminding me that uh, other teams have had a look at one now, so that they're, they're ready for it and they're changing their tactics to suit ours. In fact, I watched, uh, I don't know if you did, but I watched the Brighton-Liverpool game. No, I didn't and for, half, for, for most of that game, I thought I was watching us. Brighton are playing a pattern which we play and in the style, the pressing style that we play. And I, I, for, for a good bit of that game against Liverpool, I thought, hold on, this is Brighton, it's not Newcastle. But it looked like Newcastle, they were playing so much like us. So not only are people adapting to it, it looks like some of the newer coaches are actually watching what I was doing. 
against the big teams and and, and playing the same way. So I I, th- I think Darren makes a good point. People are people are getting wise, and we've got to we've got to think about the uh, changing things. Not a lot, but just little things. Yeah, I would agree as well. We need to uh, we need to look at that. I'm sure Eddie Howe will. Okay, halfway through the program, going to run the ads. A big thank you to all of our sponsors, as always. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com and our website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensaries, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists. You can find them at the gohd.com. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. And you can find them at mrvickys.co.uk. If you want to make an order, give them a call on 01768 210102 or email info at mrvickys.co.uk. Thanks to Blowhole Breweries. You can get a selection of beers and uh, the cans are in the uh, design of the old Newcastle United entertainers strips. Blowholebrewery.co.uk. Thanks to Melly's Carpets and Beds. Laying our reputation one recommendation at a time. The best quality around at the cheapest prices. Melly's Beds and Carpets.co.uk. Email sales at Melly's Beds and Carpets.co.uk or give Melly a call on 01670-632-216. And thanks to United Group Travel Limited, UK Coach Holidays in Morbeth, 01670-362-460 or mobile 07957-141-654. Graham, your driver, Beverly answering your calls and looking after you on your tour. Some great deals coming up there. Get yourself onto the website to check them out. Thanks also to Media Arts, who uh, do all of our videos and help us with the technological side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the channel, then hit the subscribe button below. Hit the thumb up, which is the like button, which does us a big favour with the algorithm. And click share. Share it to Newcastle United, Facebook groups or Twitter accounts or your own social media to help our community grow. And if you want to join the channel, hit the join button. And for as little as $1.99 a month, you can get some members only videos and chances to win some fantastic prizes. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and the rest. Don't forget as well that we do events through NUFC Matters. And this one is the next event coming up, Friday the 24th of February, an evening with Newcastle United legend Steve Howie. Friday the 24th of February, Tyneside Irish Centre, and tickets are available at £50 from newcastlelegends.com. If you also go on to Woucher and search for the event, you can pick up a bargain on there. Don't forget, we also support the food bank on this channel, www.nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you can find the match day bucket. You can make a virtual donation to the match day bucket 365 days of the year to keep helping the food bank in Newcastle. Simon Davis is at start versus Palace 4-3-3, switched to 4-2-3-1. Second half with Isaac at number 10. Tim says it's interesting how man you are, Mark De, uh, De, uh, De Bruyne, so you out of the game by man Mark, and, and uh, they faulted. Drop long stuff for me, says George. One swallow doesn't make a summer. Uh, Gail, pointing towards the uh, refereeing decisions we saw at the weekend, says the Man U goal is a disgrace to the offside rule. What is the offside rule, guys? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> question. And thoughts on possible new shirt manufacturers, Nike, Adidas, etc. Michael, I'm going to come to that next um, because it's, a, it's an important one. I just want to mention as well, uh, because on the ads we haven't got these, we've got Warren Barton uh, coming from stateside across to the UK, Friday, January the 27th, 7.30 till 9 at the Irish Centre. Tickets £10. You can book your tickets at nufcmatters.com. This is a meet and greet with Warren. Uh, he's going to do a little Q&A, but he's doing it all in aid of the food bank. All proceeds from that going to the food bank. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com to buy your tickets. A little bit later this year, 25th of March, Nobby Solano will be at the Irish Centre as well. Tickets are £15, and you can buy your tickets from nufcmatters.com for them as well. Uh, both the Nobby Solano dues at the time of Surf Cafe have sold out, but we do have Steve Watson, at the Surf Cafe. Tickets are on sale now for him. 
down there, 2nd of March. Get yourself onto the Time Mouse Surf Cafe's website to order your tickets now. Remember, there's only 35 tickets available for that event, so they will sell quickly. Uh, yeah, strip, uh, Kevin. You've got a few hanging behind you, mate, um, as we know. Uh, yeah. But Adidas being linked with a return to Newcastle, of course, yeah. synonymous with a, an exciting era. Um, at Newcastle, we saw Newcastle nearly win the, the Premier League and uh, Shearer beat the uh, long-term Jackie Milburn record. Would you like to see Adidas back at the club, Kev? Absolutely, mate. I mean, all of my apparel from working, coaching days are all Adidas and, well, Adidas in American terms, Adidas in European terms. Yeah, but I love Adidas. I, I, I think they make the best quality strips around. Um Puma are not the best, but still, it's a competitor too. But yeah, I would go back with Adidas in a in a hurry. Um, as long as the you know we can go to the debate debate of width of stripe and all the rest of it, but Adidas for me. George, yeah, I can't remember a bad strip from Adidas when they were with us, um, and I didn't buy many strips, but but if I did, I did get them, it was an Adidas one, and. Uh, during the period uh, that were the entertainers and all the rest of it, and I was acting as a chauffeur to our Neil and his mates, um, quite often as a, as a thank you, the lads would buy us a strip when we went to Wembley or somewhere like that. And uh, th those Adidas strips are, are absolutely great. I mean, I can't see us um, keeping, for example, the keeping Castori strip I've got now, as long as I kept the Astra Adidas strips. You know, it, uh, they're different different style and different uh, different qualities. So, yeah, I did added us tomorrow for me, Steve. Yeah, Barry, you're sitting there with an Umbro top on, which of course yeah, is my, I think my, it's... my personal favourite. Ah, it's, it's, I've actually managed to get one with the Umbro badge. I was sick yeah. of seeing them with just the plain. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the same as you, Steve. Umbro and Adidas are the two decent makes that yeah. we've had. This one and the the home one that goes with it's very special memories. Um, first few games I ever went to, and then like George has just said there, the granddad shirt and the the uh, purple and blue stripes across. You just far far better quality and far better designs than what they've had recently. Um, I even snuck on the other day to have a look at what what mock ups Adidas have got for like just the black and white shirts that they sell without <laughs> any team logos on, just to see. And they look mint. The, the, even then, they look they look really good. So, um, yeah, definitely. But, uh, gotta get rid of these guys. It's just I was telling somebody on the bus about the whole wolves upside down badge on his shirt. Yeah. And their response was, "Well, you didn't want to sack Castori. You need to get rid of who's ever in charge of their kit at Wolves as well, because he should have bloody noticed that." He might have been Australian. Darren. <laughs> 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 Darren, do you want to return to the old uh, Adidas? Ah, uh, yeah, yes, because the, the old granddad colour with the Adidas like, back in first got promoted and all the new black and white top. Granddad colour was 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 me granddad's granddad's favourite top. So I've got a soft pocket Adidas in the the old tops. I'll, I'm a big fan of Adidas as well. So I'll, with the other boys, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I've got to, uh, I've got to ask the question to, to the panel tonight. We've got, we've got obviously the the semi final um, tickets going on sale, of course, uh, tomorrow uh, for the home game. But uh, Newcastle United have got a, a two legged semi now against Southampton, and a, a lot of people keep asking the same question. You know, what's more important? Because this debate took place, Kevin, yesterday uh, between uh, Louis Sahar, who was a former player at Newcastle, and Paul Merson, uh, formerly of Arsenal, of course, in, uh, in in the studio yesterday. And Paul Merson said the Carabao Cup is the most important thing for Newcastle now. But Louis Sahar said Champions League, <clears throat> Champions League position is the most important. What would you say is the most important in the running? The Cup. Yeah. That, that's what you play the game for. You play the game for silverware. You know, that, that that's what you're in, it to, you're in it to win it. You're not there just to show up and finish 15, 16, whatever, you're there to win the game. You were there to win whatever competition, tournament, whatever it is, that's what you're there for. You're there to make the big dance, get to the final, go win it. That, that's what you play the game for. That's what I'm in the game for. That's what my son's in the game for right here, to go and win trophies and go and win games. However it comes about, it doesn't matter. 
you know, but apparently over here, the, the narrative is we're not in the title race. So it was all, you know, they just jumped, you know, they jumped in from third position right down to Man United. So again, the, the narrative here in the United yeah. States, we're not in the champion, we're not in the cha- uh, title race. But, you know, the Champions League, Champions League nights, I was blessed enough to go to Milan and Rotterdam and places like that. And, you know, with my dad, who's no longer with us, but they're wonderful. But at the same time, I've never seen a, a Newcastle United lift a trophy. I've seen one with this one right here with Atlanta United winning the MLS Cup in 2018. <laughs> um, but that was the only time I've seen a trophy being lifted in all my 38 years being on this earth. That's the only time I've seen a, a trophy being lifted. So for me as a Newcastle fan, growing up in the, the, the Keegan era is my, uh, is my growing up. That's what's been lacking is a trophy. And that's what ultimately we need to go do but once we do that the world the world's our oyster at the end of the day george you're in a lucky position you know you were alive yeah. in the 50s 51 52 55 you know and, me, and, and my father and my father went to all three of course and uh uh took this with him oh, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh yeah i mean uh, and uh, from a from a pure fan point of view, it's got to be silverware. Um, yes, I, I remember the winning ones, but remember the losing one, the '74 one, when Liverpool give away shellacking at Wembley. There was still over half a million people waiting for that losing team to come back to St James's Park. You know, all the way up from the station, right round the round St James's and up up the Gallagher, it was chock a block, and that's when we've lost. So goodness knows what they would do if we get another win. I mean, it would be fantastic. But but yes, I mean, um, I tend to be a greedy little duck and say I, I want them both. But if, if I'm pinned down, uh, it's uh, black and white ribbons on a, a piece of silver would be where I would go for. I've got to say, because the 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 uplift it gives uh, to the whole area, just not the club, but but to the team as well. And and there's little doubt that uh, after the, uh, the the early fifty wins, that that give the team such an uplift. We were we were challenging for everything after that as well. It it it, it didn't uh, didn't just stop then. Uh, so yeah, silverweight would always be with, with some black and white ribbons on it. Would always be my choice. Barry, it's uh, you know it's one of those situations we never thought would be in this season. But I mean, I think a lot of us now we're, we're going to be greedy, aren't we? We're, we all want top four and and a cup in the in the trophy cabinet as well. But um, yeah, it, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? And it's a great debate to be involved in, rather than you know, are we going to stay up? I mean, uh, obviously, I, I feel quite sorry for Kev there that he missed out on the huge success that was winning the Texaco Cup. In my lifetime, because I missed, I was I was too young to remember the Man City defeat in '76. Um, totally agree with George. Just remember the atmosphere on the t- they've had what two two FA Cup final defeats against Arsenal and Man U, and a semi final yeah. defeat yeah. in my time. But the atmosphere, George, you're, you're totally right. They they got hammered, you know, in the at least one of them, and just the fans were like. We don't care. We're at Wembley. It's it's like they're going for it. It doesn't matter how we play. We're we're there. We're doing it. We're we're getting on with it. And if if we get to, if we get to Wembley, we're going to Europe anyway. Um, the Champions League will come. The, if we don't get there in the top four this season, we're damn well going to get there in the next few years because you can tell they're all patting themselves now anyway because we're coming on the up. Nobody expects us to do it this season. So this season should be like you guys have said, Steve. This should be the free hit. You know what I mean? If we get if we get into in the Champions League, tremendous. If we don't, it's on its way. You know those those nights like Kev said, will come back. The games, yeah, against Barcelona, the whole spray of Barcelona match, which is the greatest match I can remember yeah. seeing, and just yeah. thinking they're on their way back. You know, it's it might take a little bit of time, but God, how long have we waited for Ashley to bugger off? You know what I mean? It's like we can wait a little bit longer. Um, We'll take what we can get as Newcastle fans, so like, it would be lovely to see them get to Wembley in the League Cup. Would be Tim says Barry. What about the Inter Toto Cup? Yeah, and don't forget the Japan Cup in 1983. Oh, 
Yeah, the Japan I'm Cup was my I favorite. I went to watch some of the Intertoto games with the poor Appleby brothers playing alongside each other. Yeah. Against yeah. Going, just, oh, no. And the, no. And the, and the yeah, we did them all. We did, we did oh. uh, Texaco, we did uh, Anglo-Italian and the Members' Cup. Yeah, six, 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 sixty, sixty odd games that the players played in that season. Wow, there never seemed to be any sense with who got in the Intertoto Cup. It was like, well, you've no, got the biggest well. chip shop, so you've been playing them this year. <laughs> yeah, it was and like we, uh, you finished, you finished twelfth, uh, but you divide <coughs> that by two. Uh, uh, multiply it by yeah. one. It was just like you know, how on earth do you get in it? You know, oh yeah, you I didn't mean, have many yellow cards last season. Yeah, so we, not many red cards as well. <laughs> we, we we even got into the into the first cup by accident in many ways. That's it was right, only the did. only the stupid rules about one club, one city, and that sort of thing that that we're in, and we went and won it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, did. we went and won it. Darren, I think that I think the thing that um, Louisa Hall was trying to get across yesterday was that finishing in the Champions League means that you can attract better players in the window. It does, Steve. But I've said from day one, and I'm going to be, I've got to be realistic. I said from day one, anywhere in the top ten would do me personally. I would even take the Europa Conference League just to see if I had a better season last season. On merit, we are where we are on merit, not by fluke, by on merit. But I do think we're going to take a few hits. And I'm a, but and I am purely not late my opinion, but I just think we're, we're too early for the Champions League, Steve. And I just I'll be happy with the Europa comments, big personally. But even you have a cup, I'll be happy. But I, I just don't think we're ready for the. And I would spend money in. Thing, but I don't think how's about that. I think how likes gets the best out of players, and and, and I know the owners would have. I know the owners wanted ESAP, but you've got to be a bit realistic. You see, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It took Liverpool five years to win the league, and Newcastle's got a project. So a project is going to take to three to four years to be constant in the Champions League. So me personally, anywhere in the top. I said top ten sort of season, but because how would do it? How would, because we're doing so well, I would be disappointed if we're not in Europe Cup or the Europe Conference at the end of the season. Yeah, 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 right, you're yeah. right. David Cooks, David Cooks says, was Trippier risking a fifth card and a ban when he moved the ref's foam forward at the free kick? <laughs> David, he was, uh, but now. Luckily, him and Shaw managed to avoid getting booked yesterday, which means now it goes to 10 yellow cards yeah. because we're halfway through the season, so we can breathe a sigh of relief on those two at the minute. George, were you going to say something? Yeah, it, it was uh, with Darren talking about where, where we are and, uh, and, and people mentioning comparing it with where we were last year. Um, I've noticed as well that um, now that we're at the top, when, when BBC and Sky talk about it, they drop straight to Manchester United as though we weren't there. And at the bottom, we've got teams that are now nearly as bad off as we were. I mean, there's one team got 15. Is that Everton or Southampton? I can't remember. Somebody's got... Uh, yeah, they've got 15. And every time Sky came on, the first thing they said was, well, no team that's had this many points at Christmas ever survives. And Merson was saying, well, I don't, I don't. And, you know, and I think, well, why aren't they saying that about the other ones just now? Is it, why is it just Newcastle? Or, or is it because I'm so ingrained black and white that I can't see what they're saying, you know? But it, but it, it just hits me, that's all. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, we had a question earlier on from uh, Paul. Kept it here. It is. Uh, do you think we would be best to get a player like Neves, or would we be better to get an understudy who can learn the current squad's way? You don't want big players overshadowing what's going on, Kev. Um, what's your thoughts on that? We are being linked with a hell of a lot of players, as we always are in this transfer window. Uh, but we're halfway through the month, no signings and, and no outgoings yet. Uh, but yeah, what what's what's your thoughts? Neves, you know, Trossard's another name that's been linked. Um, with, with us heavily, we've been linked with uh, a whole host of foreign right backs, centre midfielders, wingers, forwards. Um, you know, who, who would you like to see in in uh, in the window if we are going to bring someone in? Like I've said, I would a number six. 
again, just with, with Bruno's injury this past weekend, you just never know. Somebody in midfield, I would go... I would like to see another centre-forward come in. I would like to see somebody similar but yet different to a Wilson, to an, an Isaac, which A, can probably play back to goal, like we said, like George said, back to goal player, traditional number nine, but who can play on the turn and get forward and who's got a bit of pace, probably with, who's in, with youth. Um, but again, it, like we've always said on this platform, it's fitting within the dressing room and not upsetting the apple cart. Um, if that's not the case and we can't bring anybody in, well, just go with what we've got, ride our luck with injury, with you know, per performance, and uh, you know, I trust Eddie how to, to manipulate the squad the way he has to. But you know, I it, I would bring pretty much the spine of the side, in, in, in right back, left back, central midfield, in some capacity. Um, mainly probably a, a, a creative one because I think we lack a bit of create. Not saying we haven't got any creativity in the midfield, but I think we just need a bit more creativity from. An attacking sense, like well, like I said earlier in the in the final third, to just unlock that unlock that door, if you, if you will, to um, just to create opportunities to score goals, the final pass. Uh, but again, it depends on what shape he wants to play. Does he want to play the four three three? Does he want to play the four two three one? It, it, again, it's we do want to put a square peg in a round hole and upset the apple cart. So again, I it's a difficult one. You know, we've got yes, we've got the money, but we haven't got the money. But we've got to be clever. We've got to be clever where we who we play. You know, Trossard's one. I watched Telemans against us in the the uh, last round of the cup, and I thought he was, in my opinion, laboured. I thought he was just sauntering around the park that he didn't really care. And that I, yes, he broke play up, but would you really go for him? I'll I'll put one out there. I'll go for Alexis McAllister from Brighton. Good shout, yeah. Good shout. Okay, George. I mean, well, yeah, Kev, yeah. Kevin, Kevin just stole me thunder because that's who I was going to say. I thought. Ah, really? I I thought <laughs> I, I, well, I thought his performance in the World Cup and his yeah. performances with Brighton now. Yeah. I mean, the other night against Liverpool, he was for me. He was the star man. You know, he, he, against all the others on the pitch, he was outstanding uh, and beat Liverpool on himself, in my my opinion. But there are others. I mean, I. It's interesting as well. I, I'd watch Tillemans because I like Tillemans, but um, if that's Tillemans playing for Leicester in the hoof, I don't want that Tillemans playing for me. Exactly. We want people who are, who are, who are going to kick the top off the grass for Newcastle United, not be, not be in the hoof because they're not getting a game. Uh, don't want that. And, uh, um, and Trossard um, is another good one. Um, and we're always we're always going to be uh, hostage to fortune, in the sense that um, we seem to have good sense on what these players are like off the pitch and in the dressing room, uh, because that is important. You see, I mean, people uh, having lots to say about uh, Joe Linton's episode last weekend, um, and I think I said to you, Steve, and others when I, when I was on Amigos the other night, is that the biggest uh, problem for for Joe Linton isn't the court. Isn't isn't the police? It's the dressing room. The, the all all those lads in that dressing room, uh, Lascelles as club captain, uh, Trippier, Dan Byrne, uh, probably Bruno, Matt Ritchie. They'll all be saying to me, "A daft bugger! What did you do that for?" And and he, he that that's what will put uh, Joe Linton right. Not not what the courts do or the police do. So um, we've got, we've got to be mindful of the dressing room and. Uh, trust in the system, the system that they've been using has worked for us so far. Uh, and I, I'm still of the view that, uh, uh, similar to O'Neill, that if they see a, a deal for the right player, money won't be an issue. They'll just do it. They'll just do it. And and that that's uh, that's what will we'll get out of this. But uh, I've, I'm cooled on Madison uh, a little bit because um, looking at his history, he's, he's got five bookings. And they're all for diving, every single one. Now, is, is that what we want? I, I'm not sure. I do. Um, I want, as I say, I want somebody that's prepared to uh, put their neck on the line for Newcastle United, and that's what we've got at the moment. 
um, and, and uh, in my old-fashioned terms, kick, kick the kick the top off the grass at St James's for Newcastle United. So um, there'll be lots of names. We'll be sick of names by the time the window's closed. Uh, but I'm sure that, that they'll have somebody. But I, a, a Tillemans committed would would be my choice. But I'm I, like Kev, watched him again, uh, in for Leicester the other night. Now I wasn't I wasn't impressed uh, at his attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would be the same. Conor Gallagher is another one we will link with in the summer. I would think potentially, well, you know, that might resurface as well. He's not getting a game at Chelsea. Uh, they've obviously gone big um, in this window again. So from from our perspective, could be potential there. The other night for Chelsea he was a different player to what he was the other day. Because as I as I said on on Friday, the kid's running his legs off. He's trying too hard. Now the other night because there were, there were um, on top of the game. He could come on and play his game. Yeah, he was a different player. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't object to seeing him as a as a young go getter. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd fit the remit. Barry, your thoughts? Neves was the original <clears> name <throat> chucked in there, but anybody else that tickles your fancy in this transfer window? It's it's a harder. You you sort of as a Newcastle fan from previous seasons, you you constantly dwell in the newspapers. You're looking at the the internet sites. You know, Steve, I've got that gossip site up and running all the time and the names that troll through there on a daily basis is just ridiculous. It just, there's 12 different names every day. And I think listening to you guys and obviously watching Eddie's press conferences, you just think, well, don't, these these guys don't know anything. They have no clue who we're looking to sign. They have no idea at the minute who Newcastle United are actually dealing with unless somebody gets seen at the ground like they did with Adidas. That's where the story came from that the reps were seen there. Um, I agree with you on Tielemans. He's just his attitude doesn't seem right, and it's it Gallagher's gonna cost you what 60 70 million probably to get away from Chelsea. Yes, he's a, he's a young guy, but is it something we want to play out on one player? I don't uh, you just think is it is it going to be another foreign player? But then, as somebody said in the chat, will they hit the ground running? That's probably what we need to replace Bruno if he is going to be injured. I, I don't know. I've I've like lost the plot with who who we seem to be looking at and who we're not. It's just you want somebody creative, so then you hear all the castle scouts are in Brazil looking at players who nobody's ever heard of, right? Yeah. Buy three, buy three of them. Just stick them in the squad. Who knows? It's like the rest of the teams a year to get used to them being in the squad. Anyway, one of them will be decent because they always are. Yeah, Darren. Um, any um, any thoughts, Darren? Um, I I, I, I Conor Gallagher. Yeah, I'll, good, and I, is he going to cost sixty-seven million pounds? But can he get him on loan? Or option to buy him? That's another option. The loan market's always available, isn't it, to get players? And if he wants to come, I mean, it's a good call. Well, but especially, I, I like especially with Chelsea's it's Chelsea's trap for cash, Darren. Yeah, because I, I don't know how fans will fair play, but they spent four hundred million pounds. <laughs> Unless I'm missing something. <laughs> Well, that's that's, that's why that's why they're doing seven and eight year contract, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Spread, spreading yeah. the money over the time. Yeah, they say like to get off the wage bill too. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll, it'll be a great show. Me, Conor Gallagher, if he wants to come, because he's young, he's hungry, and on that Eddie Howe, I think he could probably go put to the next level on the right coaching. Because Eddie Howe likes Eddie Howe likes to get the best out of young players. I mean. He would listen anyhow, and like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want uh, that Tillemans. Can I say a Huffy Tillemans does that to me? I, I, I don't want players like that. I want players who's happy, who works hard. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and Eddie Howe would as well. Uh, Book ties. I said, uh, apart from some early injuries, you seem to be keeping our main squad fit. Do you think the five sub rule is helpless? I, I do. I, I, I generally do yeah. think that is the case. Um, I haven't got time to ask the panel because I just want to finish tonight's shows. We hit the hour mark. Uh, with a question for George. Simple simple answer, really, George, to this one. Blue Rhythm Boy said, can I ask George's opinions on shirt numbers? Should they always be red on black and white stripes, or do you like them to match the sponsor's colours as with the blue and gold Northern Rock shirts? Shirt numbers, George. Um, well, I, I've got to say I'm old-fashioned. I used to like the white patch with a big red number on me back, uh, uh, and, and always would, so... Um, but I, I I have to say that that uh, the ones that have blended in with the sponsors' uh, colours have, have been good as well. But uh, uh, but uh, you know I, I I'm 
traditional in black and white with a white patch with a red big red number on was always my choice and where I used to be proud away occasionally. Fantastic. Great stuff. Hey, that hour's flown over. A big thanks to Darren, to Barry, to George, to Kevin and to Keegan uh, for joining us. Hi, um, Keegan. Our youngest our youngest person on the show so far, I think. But uh, great show, lads, says Tim. Thanks very great much. Great show, lads. Great crack. Cheers, lads. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. Good yeah. Guys. See you next time. Thanks. Thanks to all Thanks, the moderators Thanks, and everybody lads. in the chat as well. The moderators who do a fantastic job and a big shout out to all of you. I'm back tomorrow night. I've pre-recorded a show uh, with Ross Gregory. So the transfer show with Ross Gregory is tomorrow. And then I'm back live Wednesday morning uh, with the transfer show with Ben Jacobs. Uh, Super Mac and myself will be back on Thursday Again, a slightly earlier show, 11 o'clock in the morning. And then the Free Amigos on Friday will be a pre-record uh, as I'm away on Friday. So uh, that's your week's viewing. You've still got seven shows a week. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys again for the Fans Forum next week. Take care, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.